1: Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.
2: I'm Saleya Mosent and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. I'm Saleya Mosin.
3: And I'm David Gurra. Listen to the big take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: The numbers told the story they always do. So on those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander gone VCN.
5: Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the sports Betting Network com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. That's YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bedlin, producer number nine, is here as well. So much more than a producer. Uh, by the way, I want to shout out our, our buddy Chris Andrews, our mishpucha. Um, if you are interested in an insider's view of the college football line movements heading into this weekend, and I know you might be, uh, check it out at vison.com All of Chrissy's betting insights from the perspective of the bookmaker there at uh, as only Chrissy can. Oh, I like so, that. Yeah, so we look forward to that. Uh, still to come this hour, Adam Adam Burke will join us in studio to talk baseball and National Football League, maybe some college football, because it's a huge college football weekend. And we still have Adam Kramer to come to talk college football with us, uh, both a brief look back to last week um, and, of course, the huge weekend, beginning with Georgia to Tennessee. We still have time to get to him. Um, but we have to – I feel like, Kelly, we have to talk a little bit about Bob DeLuca here. Bob DeLuca, who from crushing uh, six entries – uh, crush him sports. Now, again, he didn't have 30 entries like some people did. He didn't have 20 entries. You know how people sort of circumvent, not really circumvent, but they just sort of fudge the rules a little. Can we use the word fudge?
6: The I, rules. Think, I think circumvent was the perfect word. Yeah, maybe circumvent.
5: <laughs> um, he, he wasn't one of those. He, he didn't crap out, then buy back in and act like, hey, look, right. I'm still alive. Um, no, he just has six entries and he's got, okay, and he's got six entries. And that's where he is. And he used uh, one team on all six entries the first seven weeks. And then last week, he did three on the Cowboys and three on the Dolphins. Now, he came on, in case you missed this earlier. By the way, all our show's available uh, in podcast form um, at com slash podcast if you missed anything from any of our shows. But he was on earlier again today, and we love Bob. We absolutely love Bob. And uh, I sort of said, okay, well, you know, he, can't, he, he couldn't have used Philly last night because he already used them. And then the other four survivor candidates that we sort of identified, not just us identifying, but the obvious survivor choices this week, and obviously it varies with who has what available, but the obvious ones remaining from him, because we know what he's played, jibe with Cincinnati, which is a, touch, Cincinnati, a touchdown favorite against Carolina.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: New England, about a five-and-a-half point favorite against uh, Indianapolis. That could be a possibility. Jonathan
6: Taylor did not practice yesterday. Jonathan
5: Taylor did that. not practice. Thank you. Kansas City. Double-digit favorite, 12-and-a-half is it last I looked, versus Tennessee. And then Buffalo, double-digit, right around 12-and-a-half, at the Jets. And so the very first question I said was, okay, well, you couldn't use Philly. And I said, well, clearly I'm going to assume you're saving Buffalo for Thanksgiving. And I was shocked, as I'm sure most were, by his response. He's like, oh, no, I'm not saving them. That's not even a consideration was his exact words. Let me just ask you this, because I, I, I followed up. And he said the game that he's landing on on Thanksgiving, and I've always said since about week three of this one, because the attrition rate on this year's Survivor has been such that I've always thought we'd get to Thanksgiving, but I've always thought we will not get to Christmas. And I, when I was playing it, I wasn't keeping Christmas in mind necessarily, because I'm like, we're not going to get there. But, dude, he said he's playing the Minnesota-New England game on Thanksgiving? How do you feel about that? Oh, my God. Like, he is just, he's just, by the way, I got a text on this from Isaac Meyer who said, I figured it out. Bob's going for the $7 million. That's how he's playing this.
6: That's what I think about this, Gil. <laughs> Let's go, Vikings. <laughs> Let's happened. go, Vikings. let what happened to Kelly. And there it is, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, Kelly. <laughs> By
5: the way, let me just say this. Bob DeLuga, you got Bob so pumped that, that he was bumping his own fist on there. I
6: love it. I love it because you try to ask him rational questions, you know, this, this thought-provoking questions, <laughs> and he plays nice. Yeah. Until until you're like, okay, so how are you playing things this week? And he, may, he might as well roll his eyes at you and be like, I'm a gambler. Yeah. Gil, all sticks on the line. This dude. So I don't know how long I can wear this hat without feeling ridiculous. It looks a little small on. for your head. Yeah, it's kind of more like a swimming <laughs> cap, actually, more than a hat. I don't know how well people could tell that. It's really more like a swimming cap. that just goes over. Where it's did, real cheap.
5: Where did you get that? Did you get that at the same time you got the Slow Jam CD? Same same purchase?
6: No, no, I hit, I hit up Bezos for this. Your your uh, your new your new uh, Washington Washington Commanders over soon, huh?
5: By the way, brief parenthetical aside on this thing. Like, I'm worried, right? I'm worried that this is all nonsense. And At the very last minute I was saying, you know, Snyder's going to be like, no, nah, I I'm, I have no value of my, in my life if I sell this football team. And at the end, he'll be like, I was just playing. But, you know, like Grant Paulson, who's like big sort of Mr. D.C. on the beat of all things Washington sports, he's saying he thinks it's pretty serious. Like, he thinks it's going to happen. Like, Jeff Bezos, potential owner, Byron Allen, uh, is is rumored to be someone who wants to go after the team Byron Allen, who's worth 800 million, which is like a pittance compared to Bezos, right? right? So he's going to have to have other investors, but they'd love to have a minority owner own the team as well. So there's lots of things, you know, up in the air, but they really think that the owners are getting, are really laying into Tanya Snyder, Daniel Snyder's wife and saying, look, just take your money. We have the votes to vote him out. Just go home and just have a talk with him. You guys are going to make billions. Just take your billi- Like So that's the kind of thing that's going on, which is the hope, but I'm just still worried about the very end of it, where I,
6: Snyder's like, there's no way I'm selling. I forget which show or movie this is from, but it's, it's the... It's the, in the United States, owning an NFL franchise is like being a part of the royal family. Oh, sure. So, like, that's why, of course, Snyder doesn't want to let it go. And that's why Bezos, it's like his crowning achievement, right? Like, I've done everything business-wise. Now give me an NFL franchise. Let me
5: just tell you this. Whoever the new owner, if there's a new owner, they're going to ride in town like on a white horse. You have no idea what this means. Is. And here's the other part of it. They might move back to the RFK site. Do you understand what that means to some of us? We grew up in that stadium. That stadium bounced. It was the theater of thrills where they won three Super Bowls, not that suburban antiseptic cookie-cutter nonsense stadium where the traffic is horrible from day one getting in and out. Let's go back to the town. Let's go back to D.C. Let's play it at RFK. Let's
6: change the name again. Yeah, where they are, where, where are they at now? They're far from, like, everybody,
5: right? And they're in Landover. It was Ral John after the previous owner's, owner's sons. It was a whole thing. It's in Landover. There's, like, one route in, one route out. Anyway, sorry. Got off on. We'll go, let's get back to Bob DeLuca for a second. Mm. So he said for this week, let's get to this week, because apparently he's kamikaze on Thanksgiving. Forget about Christmas. And I should say this about Christmas, because there are going to be people listening who are like, are you sure we're not getting a Christmas, Gil? Christmas is forever from now still. Like Christmas is the, if we include the Christmas and Thanksgiving quirks, it's the third to last, I believe, is like week 18 of 20 by circa sort of uh, sequencing on this. It's way out there. Christmas is still way out there.
6: Thanksgiving, he's not going to say Buffalo. So Thanksgiving, you got to think about Christmas. He's, he's not. We're not going to Christmas. Bob, DeL- <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> We're you're talking Christmas. about. You're talking about Christmas. <laughs> you're talking about Christmas.
5: <laughs> so I said, "Is it? Is it from Cincinnati, New England, Buffalo, and Kansas City?" Once he said he, Thanksgiving was in consideration, he goes, "Yes." So one of those four teams, he's going to play all six of his entries on. Now he did say it's going to rattle around his brain, so you know who knows. But he's ninety whatever percentage chance he said. He's ninety whatever percent chance sure. That it's going to be either Cincinnati, New England, Buffalo, or Kansas City. You think he's playing Buffalo? Hmm. You, you think that's what he was indicating?
6: Maybe. Maybe. Ugh. Maybe. I don't know. Which and I don't hate that this week. Listen, I'm not saying I mean, t- mean, there are 11 and a half points. Bold statement, I only, Kelly. I, hate I
5: only hate it for him because of Thanksgiving. I don't, yeah. you know, if it ended after this week, have at it.
6: But how would you feel about? Like, if I had to play the Chiefs I, in Survivor this week, I, I would say,
5: how would you feel about hugging Bob? This I would feel great about I it. I really
6: Bob would. Bob. I just Bob, want to give him way, a hug. Bob describing walking around in his, in, 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 <laughs> his, in his room yes. or whatever while, while he's got the bets going. <laughs> uh, I have friends that make fun of me for doing the same thing where I just walk around in circles where I've got a big bet going. They call it the Bidlin 500, so that's the DeLuca 500 <laughs> right there. You just, when you're walking around sweating out of bed.
5: What were you saying? I, I interrupted you. No, the,
6: like the Chiefs in Survivor this week. I think that's one I'd stay away from.
5: Against Tennessee? Yeah. Well, we have the question on the Megapod, which we ask every week Which of the big favorites do you think is the most likely to lose outright? Somebody said the Chiefs. I think it, you know who it was, it was Chiefs fan Eric Eager. Oh, okay. Eric Eager from Sumer Sports, formerly a Pro Football Focus, he's like, this would just be one of those weird games.
6: Me. I mean, it's it's always dangerous with the Titans where, okay, if, I, I mean, now Derek Henry is banged up, and we still don't know the full status of Ryan Tannehill yet this week, so that this is a lot of big ifs. Here's, but you could always just lean on Henry, and sometimes that's enough. The other thing that Bob,
5: you know, and, and I'm not saying this in any way counter to him again, Bob's the one alive, we're not. I'm not. I'm already out. But I, another thing that I don't think he particularly cares about, I could ask him, but we, didn't, we ran out of time. So 38 of the remaining 123 had, fill, had the Eagles left last night, right? So I would imagine a good group of those used, a good group of that 38 used it because the others couldn't. I don't think Bob's thinking about you know that kind of thing. It doesn't matter to him. It doesn't appear. 53 of the remaining 123 have the Bengals available to them. 100 of the remaining 123 have the bills available to them. I would imagine almost all of those, maybe not Bob, are saving that for Thanksgiving. 114 of the remaining 123 have Kansas City available to them coming into this week. And 121 out of 123 have the Patriots available.
6: Now, let me just let me let me keep our, you know, maybe the fellow contestants on their toes a bit. There's also a chance that Bob is completely lying about lying to us about about Buffalo on Thanksgiving.
5: Bob Bob could be playing all 'all. (laughs) y'all.
6: Including us. Including us.
5: That was like the old Salinas. I used to have James Salinas on when he was like competing at the top of the super contest. And literally we would get to the point in those segments where we just stare at each other like, really? (laughs) Like, really? Because he like really was like half of it was a lie. I don't know about Bob. Strikes me as the guy who's just—he's just telling you.
6: I think so too. Here's what I'm doing. I think so too. Knock I, he me he He's not running to tell us who he's on this week, but he, he narrowed down the pack.
5: All right. Well, we'll do the we'll do the yes no. Uh, <laughs> Yes, no NFL playoff odds coming up. Adam Kramer joins us on the other side to talk college football. What a weekend it is. Again, Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, LSU, and beyond. All of his thoughts, not to mention Clemson, Notre Dame. is a lot of good games, a lot of games with implications. How he feels about the Heisman right now as well, that's interesting. It's on the other side. It's the numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on v the sports betting network.
5: Back on a numbers game, live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. Las Vegas, Nevada, Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, we get tweets... At Beating the Book, I always appreciate all the uh, feedback all morning long. Oh, Bob resonated with folks, let me tell you that. Uh, this is from, let's He's start with. He's a national
6: treasure. He, he a, has to resonate with
5: you. He's a national <laughs> you, treasure.
6: I mean, I mean, angry Guy, New Jersey, sent me a couple tweets too. If you can't like this man and be rooting for him.
5: He says, if you can't love him, you, you don't love. Yeah, you, you, you hate can't life. love. You hate life. You hate fun. Yeah, you hate fun. Jim De, uh, Jim DeWitt can't bet uh, on human voted awards in New York jurisdiction. No MVP or season long. Um, forces me to trip. Uh, forces me to have a trip across the border to New, Jer- to New Jersey. There might be a trip across the border to Arizona today. Hmm. Doug Wedge he's taking the Pats Vikes game on Thanksgiving. Not Bill's Lions. And then he has uh, the dude from uh, Big Bang Theory. Uh, what's the main character in Big Bang Theory? And he's like blowing into his, his paper bag, the, hyperventilating. The Sheldon, Sheldon, the Sheldon, one? Sheldon. That's right. Uh, Randy G, are you buying a piece of RFK Stadium? Yes. So they are demolishing RFK Stadium finally in DC, and uh, that we're hoping that the team goes back to that bit of land. The answer is I have I have a seat from the last game that that uh, the Skins played in '96. So I have half of a seat. So I'm not sure if I want to buy a, a whole seat, but I'm thinking about it. Um, but yeah, we ripped him out of the out of the actual thing at the time. It's really it's true. Matthew McConaughey was there. Was a the whole thing? He loves the he loves the Washington. Uh, Jamie Leva uh, didn't Fabulous have a song
6: called Harkin' Back, Youngin? <laughs> you feel me, Kelly Bidley th- Thanks for wasting most of my break, Jamie. I can't find it. Send me a link <laughs> if you got it. I tried to find it because he dropped another Harkin' again. And I don't think he noticed. The Palace.
5: If Bob keeps putting all six on one team, why didn't he just buy one entry? Uh, Well, the Palace, I think because at some point, and maybe this is the Minnesota game on Thanksgiving, then he will play both sides. He's playing both sides. Uh, That's my hunch, right? Uh, PAW, tennis? Yes, Jesse Pagula is the tennis pick tonight. Jessica Pagula. Uh, Let's see, uh, Web 12-66, thinks that that Viking hat was small for your head. Uh, Let's see, Matt Grissom, I got on the phone, missed the tennis pick. Can you tell me what it is? Yes, Jessica Pagula. Uh, Las Vegas, yo, I can hear the feet stomps and the seat shakes now. Please sell the team. We'll go on more tweets later. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, he writes for us and the Bleacher Report. Uh, we're happy to have him each and every week at vison.com and right here on the show at Kegs and Eggs on Twitter. It's our buddy Adam Kramer. How you doing, Adam?
8: Man, I'm I'm juiced up. This is why we love this sport is, is weekends like this. I know you get excited these weekends too, man, so... It, it should be a good one.
5: I cannot wait. Before we do that, I want to, because you put this in your uh, in your newsletter at uh, vecent.com as well, which was the TCU finish. And I just want to point this out. Sometimes things <laughs> go against us and we never forget them. And then sometimes, and I don't want, like our brain somehow purges the times it goes for us. I had a TCU minus six and a half in game number, which I got when TCU <laughs> muffed a punt. And I was like, I still think they're going to come back and and cover this. They were in no position to cover. And then fourth and one at the 29, uh, Duggan just decides to heave it up and Savion Williams catches it. I mean, you got to love this, right?
8: Yeah, and you had Ohio State and Penn State. You had some weirdness going on at the time, too, which felt like the most meaningful gambling movement of the hour. And then that happened. And as I wrote, I was not invested in this game. I quite literally, like, fell off my couch, right? And because I know the anguish, I know the jubilation, but to your point, like, you you win a bat, You're like, wow, that was pretty sweet. But you lose, and you were were tortured by that for some time. Like, that's (laughs) the way this thing goes. And just the whole sequence to get to that moment, and it's completely unique, right? Could have just taken – could have done anything but that, and the game would have been over. So I'm – terribly sorry to those who lost on that I'm sure you're still thinking about it
5: I loved it but yes I feel for those who, who did not who <laughs> went the other way uh, let so okay and then the first of six you're on we're on the same page you and I with this stuff first of six of the college football uh, the FBS rankings came out only the sixth one matters on December 4th it's uh it's a show for all of us to, to talk about but I, I do feel compelled to ask one question which is speaking of TCU do you read anything into the fact that they are behind Alabama? Anything, or will that take care of itself?
8: I just—I'm not surprised by this. I do think it will take care of itself ultimately, and maybe not in the way of like having to deal with Alabama. Because if Alabama loses another game, I think it's going to be in serious issues. I, I think for TCU, really, the whole um, situation here is like you got to win out. And obviously there's a couple of uh, – Texas, a uh, Big 12 championship game, but the game at Texas here coming up feels like the one that really we're going to have an eye on, maybe at Baylor. Iowa State, who knows, although I like Iowa State this week and you know, weird things can happen in this conference. The most jarring takeaway for me is Clemson at four. This is a, a, a team that I think is just going to annoy people, yeah. and that's what they're doing right now, annoy people. In and, and kind of a, a, a very funny, curious way – until they're not, I find that I found that part of the top six the most curious of, of all the decisions there, having them that high,
5: yeah, especially because all the other ones have a big game, either this week or beyond, right? And so they're going to take care of themselves. So the Clemson, they have the easiest pass. so that's why they be they become so annoying. And let's start with Clemson. We'll crescendo to the biggest games. let's start with Clemson this week, um against Notre Dame. And this is, you know, lined at three and a half where we're seeing this right about there right now in favor of Clemson. What do you think was, here's the thing. Anecdotally, if you listen to experts this week, everybody loves Clemson. It's up to four now consensus. Everybody seems to love Clemson. You?
8: I kind of like Notre Dame. I I do. I think I've been curious to see where this line would move. And I know Clemson had a a buy, which I think came at a good time. We still have this quarterback situation working now. It's kind of funny when we talk about DJ and we talk about you know where he fits. You know, he played at Notre Dame and played incredibly well as a true freshman when Trevor Lawrence, I believe, had COVID, and it was like, oh, that's where the DJ buzz started. Is frankly in this matchup. So ultimately, I, I still think it's a matter of time. Now the problem is you talk about narrative. Like, what do we do with Notre Dame? We talk about Clemson being a roller coaster, mm-hmm. right? This is a team, a Notre Dame team that lost to Stanford and lost to Marshall, and looks offensively a lot better. I think this is a really good spot. Ultimately, you still have the number four team just laying three and a half or four points against a team that's, you know, only won five games. And that part stands out to me. For Clemson, when is it going to happen? Because it feels like it's inevitability. If we get the Notre Dame team we've seen the last couple of weeks and the offense continues to go and it's going to have to, I think this might be the week.
5: All right. Alabama LSU, our buddy Matt Brown already traveled down there. He's an LSU alum. He is in the house for this one. It's 13-and-a-half. I would imagine 14 is the point of resistance on this. Do you give the Tigers any punching chance to win this outright?
8: I I do not. This this Now, I don't like using historical trends to reinforce my opinion, and I'm not doing that right now. But we have to at least acknowledge the fact that LSU, over the last 11 years, has been dominated in this series it took joe burrow and maybe the greatest collegiate team that i've ever seen of my lifetime mm-hmm. to beat alabama and even that game was close i was at that game one of the greatest football games i've ever seen so with that as a backdrop lsu does a lot of things really well if they can keep Jane daniels clean and let him succeed that his first down success over the last that when they've done well i think is good for them i actually like the over in this game i do think lsu is going to have um some success I think Alabama is going to have a lot more of it. Now, this is not going to be LSU-Tennessee. I don't think it's going to be that kind of beatdown. I think the environment in in Baton Rouge is going to be great. I think LSU will find a way to, to manufacture points. But even when you watch LSU versus Florida, and this LSU defense I think ultimately is my concern point, not the offense. The offense should find some success. I don't think the defense is ready for Bryce Young, who had another week to heal, and I think that's going to be a problem.
5: All right, and then the big one, the biggest college football game of the season, Georgia and Tennessee. How do you think this game goes vis-a-vis the spread, of course? And then what are the implications for the team that loses uh, from your vantage point? Georgia, an eight-and-a-half point favorite. What are the implications of the team that loses in terms of the college football playoff?
8: Yeah, so, so I, I lean Georgia. But I, I ultimately, we do this, uh, and I brought up LSU in 2019, and we did it with LSU. We, we kind of waited, and we needed to see more, and we needed to see more, and then Alabama happened, and then it was an avalanche. Uh, Then it was an avalanche from that point, right? And maybe this Tennessee team is that good. I thought the Kentucky performance in an odd way was almost more impressive than what happened against Alabama because it was a complete, thorough, dominating performance in a look-ahead spot. That was a great win. The problem to me is an environment, right? We still only have two road games uh, to draw from from Tennessee. Now, one of them was a really great one against LSU. The other was kind of a grotesque one at Pittsburgh. Now, that's a different uh, Tennessee team, I think, this week. But to me, is still in a position to out-athlete Tennessee in so many spots. I think this is going to be the Brock Bowers show, and I think ultimately Georgia wins. I don't love the line, but I probably would lay the points with Georgia. As for your question about the playoff, look, clearly the committee likes these teams a great deal. If Georgia wins this, I think it's a really unique spot in how far Tennessee falls. They're not going to fall very far. You go to the number one team in the country and or what would be the number one team in the country, you're probably only gonna drop a handful of spots. But would they be above TCU? Committee doesn't seem to like TCU. They should certainly be above Alabama, right? Like that's the curious spot here. So I don't necessarily think the drop is the most interesting part. It's the wild scenario where could we get three SEC teams in the playoffs? That's what we're gonna be talking about.
5: All right, and then one word answer. If Tennessee wins and Hendon Hooker performs well, or if they lose a close one and he performs well, is the Heisman his?
8: DJ Stroud's still going to have a say in this. If they win and he performs well, yes.
5: Okay. Adam Kramer. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it. Enjoy. What a weekend. At kegs and eggs on Twitter for Adam Kramer. What a weekend of college football. We'll come back. NFL, yes, no playoffs next. Numbers game, VC, the Sports Betting Network.
4: A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network.
5: Get everything VSIN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. I'll spell it out for you. That's slash subscribe. By the way, you know what else is going on uh, this weekend, Kelly? What um, Matt Humans and his Saturday uh, bet prep. He uh, has that circa Friday football invitational Ooh, going
6: on. That's a big deal. Big deal, and his elimination rounds start this week. I haven't checked the standings recently, but that was uh, that was getting there, there, I don't want to say get heated, but it was uh, it was frantic at the top. Heated. I know <laughs> but, Felica was up there. Felica was up there. Salinas was up there. It's a it was a it's a great idea by Matt humans to do on that show. It was an awesome idea. We've yeah. got he got some of the best people in the business to kind of buy in and do this uh, every week. It's it's really cool, really cool. By the
5: way, you can also uh, sign up for the Veasan Daily email at veasan slash email to keep updated with all of that. Uh, so good on Matt for doing that. So elimination round is there. Uh, we get tweets at beating the book. Always appre- I appreciate a I would say I always appreciate that, but we really do. Uh, this is Rob Platts. Uh, Rob Graham, 1975. Good morning, Gill and Kelly. I just wanted to chime in on your story about the Canadian couple you talked to yesterday. Uh, The day before yesterday, I didn't think it was possible to have... Oh, this is very nice. I didn't think it was possible to have so much respect for for someone I've never met. You guys have definitely accomplished that. You guys aren't just sports investors. You guys are very compassionate people, and that reason makes me want to listen to you guys every day. So thank you for showing people we are more than just about making money. Uh, Rob, thank you. But honestly, they did more for us than we did for them, just letting us know that we have the impact. So thank you. It was a very kind note. We appreciate that. Um, We certainly didn't mention it to get that note, but we thank you. Matthew Mayberry, how about using the Bills this week and then Thanksgiving using three Vikings, three Patriots? This is what I was talking about. And hoping for the Lions to upset the Bills. I'm thinking this may be Bob's strategy. I think you're right. Mm -hmm. That's what he's doing. He mm-hmm. is prepared to go three and three on Thanksgiving. He's trying to get to Thanksgiving with six, and that's what he's doing on Thanksgiving. We
6: figured it out. Me I think it. there's a good chance of that because I mean, I mean, Gil, where do you think? I mean, I know this is a tough ask, but how many how many people you think are left after Thanksgiving? Like, if you can guarantee getting through Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving, yes. yes,
5: less than half of what exists now. Okay, I, I mean, I honestly think there's going to be. You, it'll it'll start to get into chop mode after Thanksgiving, but the problem is if you have not the problem, but the reason that it won't get to chop mode is because if you have someone like Bob who has more entries than everybody else, they ain't gonna be no yeah, chop. Yeah, it's like
6: sitting at the poker table no. with three of you with one guy that's got five times the stack that you do. He
5: ain't chopping. He ain't Why chopping. He chopping. He ain't gonna be chopping. Nate King at uh, N King Iowa. He says, on the show, Billions, they say owning an NFL team is how we crown kings in the U.S. As for Bob.
6: That's exactly what I was thinking of. Thank you for the quote. Billions.
5: Billions. Uh, He said, as for Bob DeLuca, is he hoping everyone takes Buffalo on Thanksgiving? I think he is. I think he is. Uh, Let's see. On and on and on with the tweets. We could keep going. Oh, Vetus Philologus. Is that a reference to anything, or is that as an actual name? Vetus Philologus. He says, thank you for the tennis pick, helping offset my terrible football bets, he says. So there's always that. It's uh, Chris's next book. Vetus Philologus. Yeah. <laughs> Adele Fosmu. By the way, Chrissy Andrews' book, Adele Fosmu, My Brother. Or go to his Twitter, his Twitter at Andrew Sports. Yeah. Chris that. is a multi-book author now. Two non-fiction, one fiction.
6: I... I Good it's for this, him. Who I is, I is this guy? I not imagine sitting down and writing a fictional that's, novel.
5: That's what I asked him. I go, so why do you write these? Like, well, what's your process? He's like, uh, at the end of every day, I sit down. I'm like, that is phenomenal. I could never do that.
6: I'd have the dumbest story on the planet. Well, It'd be yeah, one of
5: those I'd get real excited about it. I'm going to tell you what would what, what happen to me. I would start writing it, and then like halfway through the page, by the way, I'm like doing it like I would write it with a pencil. <laughs> like halfway it's through. It's like a quill. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> my quiver in the ink, dipping into in the ink. Quiver? Quill? Uh, Quill, Quill. that's right. I became Ben Franklin all of a sudden. I would like fall asleep in the middle of it, though. I would just nod off. All right. I'd be like, this is boring. What game's on? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Is there a Mac game I didn't know that was on? Uh, All right. Will they make the playoffs? National Football League, conference by conference. Let's start with the NFC. Will they make the playoffs? Simple. Yes, no. Will they make the playoffs? And we'll include remaining strength of schedule on the uh, page here in front of us if you're watching us at vsun.com or the vsun app. Game plus. YouTube TV. Um, Niners, minus 400, yes, plus three, no. You see the strength of schedules. They have the 25th, so one of the easier schedules in all of football left. The aggregate win percentage of the remaining opponents is what we're talking about there on the right and on down the line. We'll just uh, sort of cite the first one there. Uh, Is there a team, Kelly, where you're like, huh, That appears to be value. So let me just start with the Giants at plus 190.
6: No, I was going to say, I don't think we can get far down the page without looking at the no prices on the second and third team there. Yeah. The Giants plus 190. No. And they play the
5: third hardest remaining schedule in terms of a aggregate win percentage of the remaining opponents. five ninety seven. I have also been one of these guys who said, well, you know, the Giants good on Brian Dable and the Giants, but they have been so fortunate with the turnovers Mm Mm-hmm. Where on the field they get the turnovers. I mean, and good on them for that. But is that sustainable? That's what, that to me is a bet. Yeah. Could you lose it? Sure. The yeah. Giants could get there.
6: And, and yeah. the, you know, always shop around, right? If you were telling me I could get two to one in the Giants not to make the playoffs, that would be a bet for me. I probably play the plus 190 here. Buccaneers are plus
5: 135 to miss out. Remember, they got to win their division. They're one game behind the Atlanta Falcons heading into this coming week. Plus 135. No, no wild card is getting in from that division. Yeah. So you got to win that one, but they do have an easy schedule, and you know the Buccaneers can kind of lollygag their way in still.
6: I mean, th- that's the thing. Yeah. look, I've given up on them from a betting standpoint right now. I need to see something first before I'm betting on them. But when we're projecting long term, what they're going to do for the rest of the season, I'm I'm going to stay away from the Bucks and Falcons in this market.
5: How about the Seahawks? Yes, plus one thirty.
6: That that was the big the yes that stuck out to me the most.
5: Yeah. I think so, too. Yes, plus 130. But again, whatever your conviction is on, on any of these teams, to the good or to the bad, this is another market that you have an opportunity uh, to bet on. And always shop around from market to market. We talked about the Seahawks winning the division was like plus $2 plus yesterday. Um, maybe you'd rather play them this way, plus 130, just to make the playoffs. Let's go to the AFC. That's a good value on a lot of those here in the NFC. Let's go to the AFC. Will they make the playoffs? Same sort of exercise with the associated remaining strength of schedule based on the aggregate win percentage of their remaining opponents. Uh, the Bengals are the most coin-flippy of all these teams.
6: Yeah, and I think that would be a bet for me. On the yes? I, I might actually, when I was kind of typing these I up, think I so. was thinking I might actually bet that this weekend. And their,
5: and their remaining schedule is right down the middle, too, 15th.
6: Yeah, the one thing I wanted to point out with this one, because we talked about yesterday, if you were listening to the show yesterday, we talked about those wild card, you know, it make the playoffs as a wild card. And oh, I was that's, what, about, that's what we were talking about yesterday. Talking about right. liking the Dolphins. I think it was minus 220 or 225, right? Yeah. I would still play that instead of the minus $3 on a yes-no playoffs because you're not they're passing. Not, they're not winning the division. Yeah, you're not winning the division. Well, that's what I was getting at. So
5: with any of these, because now we live in an age, and thank goodness – except if you live in the state of Nevada, but if you live in another (laughs) state, you have so many markets to choose from, make the proper bet, right? Based on your conviction. And you will see within the same book, forget about shopping from book to book. You'll see it within the same book, right? Right. One market to the next, that there's a better bet than the other one. That should be our pro tip, by the way. Um, But is there anything here? I I love those NFC ones. Is there anything here that sticks out? Not really to me. The Bengals, yes, is I probably like the my favorite. Yes. Yeah. I like the Bengals, yes. Bengals, yes, minus 120 is my favorite. All right, and here are the, here's the bets that we already have made. Kelly and I ask everybody else about their bets. Here's the ones that we have. And again, I'll just be very honest about my season. On the Megapod, the Beating the Book Megapod, which I do with Todd Wishnev, Jeff Parles, and a rotating guest was Eric E. here from Sumer Sports this week. Available, we're all podcasts distributed. We go three best bets a week. And on those, I'm killing it. 17 and 7 on the year. But as soon as I expand to a fourth and a fifth best bet, Kelly, I fall off a cliff. Yeah, And so I'm irrelevant in all the contests that are five picks a week.
6: I mean, that's what we've talked about that for two years. That's what yeah. the, the Circa Millions contest is the great equalizer oh. of betting. Because can you find one, two, or maybe three you like each week? Sure. Maybe. Tell me you can find five every week that you you're going to
5: keep hitting on. You ain't finding them. So the three that I have in pocket, by the way, not even three sides. Two are sides. One is one is a total. The two sides, Seattle was the one that I loved on Guessing Lines. If you listen to Guessing Lines on the Beating the Book podcast with Chrissy, uh, that was the line that stuck out to me. I bet Seattle on the money line there right after that show. The other spread that I like, I did take the, the – uh, the future RFK Stadium playing back in D.C., Washington football teamers, plus three and a half. Grabbed this yesterday. I think it's three now in most spots.
6: Heads up. Let's go. It's me and the Vikings against the world this week. I feel like everybody's uh, on we're the we're Commanders.
5: Oppo? We're oppo. Yeah, we're uh, oppo. Oh, you love. You want know, to put that hat back on? You love the Vikings. Yep,
6: I'll put that back on.
5: And then uh, Young Gill doesn't really delve into the totals that much, but I go under 42.5 on this Rams-Buccaneers one of two afternoon NFL games because I think both of these offenses are terrible and I think both of these defenses are capable of rising up. So under 42.5, it was forty-three and a half, but I still
6: played at 42 and a half under Rams Bucks. You sir? Super square for me this week. Vikings laying three on the road. I'm just gonna keep betting them, Gil. I'm just gonna keep betting them. Keep collecting my money and keep telling listening to everybody tell me how bad they are and overrated. So I'm gonna keep uh, keep betting them. Laying three with them and then a super square Dolphins Bengals money line parlay. You
5: have something on your Let's head, go. by the way. Do you know that? You have something on your head? Let's go. Kelly Bidley, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> nation. It's a big hashtag guy, Kelly. He knows all the hashtags. Uh, we'll come back. Adam Berg joins us in studio to talk baseball, football, and more. It's a numbers game at VSN, the
8: Sports Betting Network.
4: A numbers game on v the sports betting network.
5: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Right. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager with BetMGM, sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, what happened to my music there, Kelly? Huh? I was uh, I was acapellaning that one. Anyway, I like a good acapella. By the way, your pro tip of the hour, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, pro tip of the hour. We just touched on this last segment which I think is a really sort of good macro universal one. And it has to do with whatever your conviction is on a wager, whatever the sport, but let's talk about the NFL. Don't just fire away on something before you look at another market that could be right there next to it in the same sports book online on your app that just might have a better bet. Let's just use Kelly's example from the last segment, you know, the dolphins to be a wild card versus the dolphins. Yes. No, to make the playoffs. Those prices are gonna be different, and so it just takes a few seconds to find that market, and those few seconds will be worth it for you, certainly in the long term. When looking at futures markets, make sure to shop around within the same book, let alone book to book. You might be able to find a different way to roughly bet the same thing at better odds. Better articulated there. That's your Visa Pro Tip of the Hour. Uh, We do one every hour for every show. That means at least 20 a day, but it's only for VEASAN Pro subscribers. Keep that in mind at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sports and by show. One of the nice things about a numbers game is that uh, people roll through the studio, and Adam Burke, our own Adam Burke, with one of the uh, iconic... By the way, we had skating. Adams is skating tripods. We had kegs and eggs on earlier. These are like iconic old school Twitter. (laughs) Twitter handles. uh, Skating tripods is our own Adam Burke. How you doing, Adam?
7: I'm good. Tomorrow feels like a good kegs and eggs day with the college football slate we have. Oh,
5: what a day! What a day of like college football. There's like two fantastic games. Obviously, Georgia-Tennessee being the pinnacle of it, and then World Series Game Six. You have nothing betting wise, World Series right now.
7: No, I gave up. I mean. Look, in in game one, right, there'd been 225 instances of a team that had a five-run lead. Five of them had lost. Houston loses game one. Yes. Game two, you know, then you wind up with Houston kind of cruising, the only game that really felt like it played out the way it was supposed to, even though I actually bet the Phillies in game two because they hit lefties pretty well, and they did absolutely nothing against Framber Valdez. Yeah. Game three, Lance McCullers had never allowed more than three home runs in a start gives up five, he's tipping pitches <laughs> well, well, in the World Series.
8: That's because
5: Dusty wasn't in the stadium, apparently, to, uh, <laughs> to, to take him out. And then in game four, we get a no-hitter.
7: Yeah. Like, I, I have no idea what to do with game six or game seven if we get there. But
5: you know what? I think this is, people need to hear this too, right? Like, just because it's there doesn't mean you should be betting it. And if there was ever something that is nuts to bet, it's trying to figure out the randomness of this World Series. And that's why we keep focusing on the MVP market because that's the only thing where I can make a case where I think there's a good bet. So um, so there's that on baseball. What about college football? What do you like this weekend?
7: One last thing I will say about baseball. I mean, I, I guess you could, you know, maybe attack the total bases, prop markets, stuff like that, the player props. But, but even then, I mean, you know, it's such a high strikeout environment in the playoffs. And the World Series hasn't been quite as high strikeout as I kind of expected it to be. But still, you know, I mean, you're kind of rolling the dice there as well in the sense that, you know, there's just every team strikes out basically a 30% clip in the playoffs, it feels like. So even playing the total basis markets and stuff like that is hard.
5: We talked a little earlier about the fact that they have World Series odds for next year, not World Series, but, you know, to win win the World Series odds. That's the only thing out. Season win totals aren't out there yet. You're Cleveland Guardians. It strikes me that I should ask you this question. Do you, before you even delve in, because you do huge deep dives, before you even delve into the minutiae, you're thinking about them as a potentially good value play?
7: 100%. Yeah, I mean, look, maybe the White Sox figure things out now that they hired a, a new manager because they were the most talented team in that division by far. We, we know that. But Cleveland just you know wound up being the better team, paying more attention to detail. Cleveland is in a really unique position, and this is laughable for people from Ohio, I'm sure, but they're in a unique position for the Dolans to actually spend money. Right? They just got a minority owner and they're they have a lot of young cost controlled players. Mm-hmm. They can go out there and be very very aggressive this off season. I think that they will be. And I don't think that the Twins are that great of a team. I never thought that this season. Really I think their chief competition in the division is the White Sox and and that's a team that that can be beaten, a team that they match up well with also. So, I think they're a good value to to win the central again and Maybe make a little bit of another playoff push. And, again, when they get to the playoffs, as long as they're healthy, that bullpen is dominant, and that's what you need in the, in the postseason. You deserved better in this postseason with your
5: Guardians. I know. That's another story. I know.
7: If the game wasn't <laughs> rained out, they
5: might have won game five. <laughs> Hasn't left them market. As we have a
7: Yankee fan right here in <laughs> the studio. Right.
5: Um, all right, college football, huge weekend. Beginning, of course, with uh, Georgia and Tennessee. Do you have a play in that game, or what other plays do you have?
7: No, you know, I, I was asked about this game yesterday on Visa and Final Countdown when I was on the desk here with Stormy after Matt took off for Alabama LSU. had a fun he left. Weekend. He
5: left mid-show. Kelly, is that true? Did he leave in the middle of the show?
7: I don't, I,
6: I, I don't know. I was
7: not here. I mean,
5: I know he, it had first, very he had a first-class like
7: seat. I know that. Oh, I he splurged for that.
5: We used to fly uh, Matt and I when we used to do the old MGM thing with uh, Dave Fair and Jay Rude. We used to fly over Tiger Stadium to Mississippi where we would do stuff. And he, he would
6: always, I used
5: to do this down there. So he's, <laughs> yeah, he's very familiar with
6: uh, He was very concerned, yeah. I know, about the, the rain and the forecast because it was going to cut into the tailgating time, uh, which I was confused about at first because he's sitting in a suite he's for very, the game. He's
5: very weather sensitive. We know that from our kicking challenge, which never happened.
7: I think he was at 7 o'clock local time, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to be able to tailgate that. Got to. So you have nothing on that game. I, oh well, Alabama, LSU. No, I, I mean I like LSU a little bit. I think yeah. that line's a little bit too high, but I'm not really sure I want to step in front of Nick Saban coming off of a bye. Don't do that. It doesn't seem like a great idea. As far as Tennessee and Georgia goes, uh, like I said, you know, I was on the desk with Stormy yesterday, and she likes Tennessee, and I was like, I have no idea. Like if Georgia wins this game by three touchdowns, Wouldn't I'm not surprised. shocked. If Tennessee wins this game, I'm not shocked. You if know. it plays close to the number not surprised. So doesn't that game. mean,
5: doesn't that mean this is, and I always say this about college football, no sport reveals itself more in game than co- and quicker than college football does. Right. right. Whether that's, Oh, there's no defense. They're going to score a million points, both teams, or one team is so much, do- so much more dominant than you thought they would be heading in. This feels very in game to me.
7: Yeah, it does. And especially, I mean, Georgia hasn't played anybody for a long time. I mean, I don't think Florida's that good of a team. They blew out Oregon in week one. We've seen that Oregon is actually a really, really good team. That's the last really good team on their level that they've played. I mean, they were, what, 22-and-a-half point favorite over Florida? So that's what I want to say. I want to see how Georgia adapts to the speed of this game right away, given that they haven't played anybody. And the one thing that would worry me about Georgia here, they had six players drafted in the first round from that defense last year. Yeah, If that's going to show up at any point this season, such a great. it's point. this weekend.
5: Such a great point because it hasn't yet, right? right. Like how can they replenish? Like, if it was ever going to show up, this would be the game. Uh, what's your favorite college football player of the week? Do you have one? Just one?
7: Yeah, I've, I'm i laid it with Penn State. Uh, it's down to 13, 13 and a half now in the market. But I mean, look, Penn State, if you take out, and obviously you can't do this, but if you take out the Michigan and Ohio State games where they played two elite offenses, they gave up 7.3 yards per play. In the other games, they've given up 4.8 yards per play. Indiana is one of the worst offenses in the country. I think they're 125th. They're 126th in yards per play. I think Penn State absolutely rolls in Bloomington. I think they're a team that can play in the bully role, but when they step up in class, we we see what happens, and that's that, typically James Franklin giving a game away.
5: <laughs> that got out of that escalated rather quickly this past week. So did the Michigan game.
7: Yeah, that which is why again I think that like they can just lean on Indiana in the second half and just protect whatever big lead they have.
5: What about the uh, National Football League? This is a tough week. Think- it is a tough week.
7: I do agree with you. I think that Seattle's a pretty good play. You know, I think that they're the better team getting points in that one. Arizona's secondary is terrible. You know, I was actually watching the the Saints-Cardinals game with Pritch, and, like, Bradley Roby goes out while Marshawn Lattimore was already out. And you're like, what is Cliff Kingsbury doing? Like, the decisions they were making from a play-calling standpoint were just awful. Pete Carroll should coach circles around Cliff Kingsbury. I think in this game. So, Pete
5: Carroll, I finally made the uh, Pete Carroll Coach of the Year bet yesterday. Didn't get the you know didn't get the twenty to one when we first talked about it. But got the ten to one. I just wanted to have it. There you go. Yeah. Before we did. I by the way, watching a game with Pritch must be awesome because he probably notices things that the common man like you and I couldn't. Much quicker than we could notice.
7: It's great, and if you yeah. put a couple of pops in him too, then he gets kind of like pops. The the, the commentary gets a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more colorful. Yeah, and uh, that's what it was like when he was complaining about Kingsbury. So that was that was a yeah. whole lot of fun. Yeah. Adam's um, like, I'm not from Cleveland, but watch this pops.
6: I feel like yeah. I could see nice, kind, uh, gentle Mike Pritchard. Uh, maybe maybe take a turn after a few drinks.
5: Yeah. How do How do you tell us you're from Cleveland without telling us you're from Cleveland? Uh, anything else besides I say,
7: that game? I say Ope Ope. Uh, I like. the falcons getting three here against the chargers especially if keenan allen's going to be out i mean Look, the Falcons have no pass defense whatsoever, but who the hell is Justin Herbert going to throw to? Mike Williams is out. Keenan Allen will be on a pitch count, limited, whatever. And the uh, Falcons can just run it on anybody, and the Chargers have a pathetic run defense. So I, I took the plus three.
5: I'm with you, and I feel – I stayed away from it, but I, I feel like I know so many people are like, oh, the Chargers, they got to cover this against the Falcons. But it's like we keep doing this same thing with the Chargers week after week, month after month. Uh, Adam Burke,
7: ladies and gentlemen, and you write every day at vsun.com. I do. Got a couple of conferences and our upcoming college basketball guide as well. Okay.
5: Uh, And you're doing the Ohio show with uh, Jeff after this as well. That's why he's kind enough to be here in studio. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Kelly, with your Vikings hat. Thank you, everybody. Good luck with all your bets this weekend. The Lombardi line is next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.